Up next on the show, my initial reaction to the Seahawks' initial 53-man roster. Just released moments ago. Keyword, initial, if you didn't pick up on that. Things may change in the next 24 hours, but I'll give you my first blush, my quick reaction to cuts, the guys who made it, some surprises, some upsets, and some changes that might be coming in the next 24 hours. Up next on Seahawks Forever. Welcome to the Seahawks Forever podcast. In-depth analysis on everything Seahawks. And now, here's your host, Dan Viennes. Before we get going, hit that like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you listen on audio, uh, hit that subscription button also so you never miss new episodes for breaking news. Things like this. And the Seahawks do this to us every year. Uh, Last year was the outlier. John Gilbert from Field Goals reminded me that they released their official list 15 minutes after the cutdown deadline. Deadline today was 1 o'clock Pacific time. Seahawks didn't announce uh, officially that list until, well, within the last 30 minutes. Um, also, before we get going, just to let you know, because some people have asked, I haven't done anything live. I haven't live-streamed anything in a while. I was going to today, um, but give me, give me a minute on that, because uh, I'm looking at a new way of doing that. It's... Instead of originating it from my streaming software, I want to originate it from my YouTube channel. And there's some technical things that I have to get straight there uh, in order to do that. So just thought I'd hop on real quick and give you my thoughts on this list of 53 players. And before we get started, how many times have I said that? (laughs) We will get started. Um, Just a couple of clarifications on the rules, right? This is just the initial 53. That's why I keep using that word. Players have to be on the official 53-man roster by the deadline as set by the league in order to be placed on injured reserve with the designation to return. Now, the opposite of that is what happened with Joey Blunt today. Once again, really flashed in the preseason. Great size, speed, prospect at safety. Was making plays all over the field again. Hurt his shoulder against the Packers. And uh, Seahawks placed him, or they actually waived him with an injury designation today. Basically, um, if he clears waivers, another team could claim him, but most likely they won't. Uh, Once he clears waivers, he automatically diverts to season-ending IR. If you're placed on injury reserve before you set the 53 at 1 o'clock Pacific time, you have to be on injury reserve for for the entire year. It's a silly rule. I really think it's a silly rule. Just make it so that you have to designate everything by 1 o'clock today. This player we're going to put on injured reserve with the designation to return. This one's season ending. I just really don't see the point. So if someone knows something about that that will make sense, please educate me on it because it makes no sense. (laughs) Uh, That sound that you hear is the 4 o'clock feeding for Butch, his automatic uh, cat food dispenser. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, no, I do not broadcast from a designated professional studio. Also since, okay. Since I went there, uh, a reader reached out to me the other day or a viewer reached out to me the other day in the comments. So some of you may have seen it asking me again about the sirens in the background. Um, let me just say that I do everything I can to try to minimize that. I use a noise gate. I have soundproof windows, but I live right on the main street where all of the the ambulances from the four hospitals in this neighborhood, a neighborhood that I love very much and don't intend to leave, uh, go speeding by. I am moving at the end of 
September. Um, same neighborhood, but it should be a better location and more advantageous, less ambulance noise. Okay. Now, since we're talking about injuries, let's go there. There are some players on this initial 53 that I'll show you in a minute that are hurt. We don't know how severely. In some cases, it's good news that they're on the 53. And in some, it just means the Seahawks want to keep their rights, don't want to expose them to waivers. They will place some of these players on injury reserve tomorrow, in which case they'll sign players back. Now, how does the waiver system work? Vested veterans, four years in the league, are immediately free agents. Joey Hunt was one of those released today. He immediately can sign with another team if he'd like to, or he'll immediately be able to sign uh, with the Seahawks again tomorrow, whereas some of these other young guys take him a little little bit of a process. It's about 24 hours to get through waivers. Players who aren't vested veterans are exposed to the waiver system and have to pass through. Uh, Greg Bell did a great piece on this this morning. Only the math works out to about one player per team was claimed last year on waivers. It's very, very rare. That being said, there's a couple guys on waivers that I wouldn't mind the Seahawks looking at, and I'll finish with that in just a moment. Let's get to the list, and I'm going to share this with you if you're watching on YouTube, courtesy of the guys at Field Goals. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, we'll start with the offense. No surprise at quarterback. Geno Smith, Drew Locker, your two there. Holton Ehlers, candidate for the practice squad. We will see how the Seahawks feel about him if he's the guy that they re-sign or if they pick up someone else. Running back, the four. And the, the big news here, Ken Walker, Zach Charbonnet, Kenny McIntosh, DJ Dallas. Kenny McIntosh has missed the entire preseason with a knee injury. We don't know how severe it is. He could be one of those that gets placed on injury reserve tomorrow. If that's the case, he would have to miss a minimum of four games, and Sir Roderick Thompson would likely be the guy to come back. He, he uh, showed some things, the rookie out of Texas Tech in the preseason. Tight end, absolutely no surprises. Will Disley, Noah Fant, Colby Parkinson. Tyler Mabry is another guy that's been up and down the last couple of years. I'm sure he'll be back on the practice squad if he doesn't get claimed. Wide receiver, a lot of questions here, and this is where we need to talk about it. Right, There are six names, and this is typically... How many they keep? Sometimes only five, typically six. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jake Bobo, Cody Thompson, Derek Young. We will find out tomorrow about the severity of the injury to Derek Young. He went and saw a specialist for an abductor thing, as Pete Carroll called it. There have been reports he might need hip surgery. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba, we've heard nothing but optimistic reports that he can beat the timeline back, maybe even be ready by week one. It certainly sounds like the belief is that he won't need to miss four games. So he will probably still be on the active roster so that as soon as he is ready, he can be activated. Jake Bobo, obviously one of the stories of the preseason, had this roster made weeks ago. Cody Thompson's another guy who's been banged up, had a shoulder thing, didn't play against the Packers. Does he need IR? In that case, some of the guys that were cut, Kay Johnson, Aesop Winston, who I talked about on the show the other day, one of the real standouts of this preseason. Certainly a guy I'm sure they'd like to get back in the practice squad. But Aesop Winston Jr. could be on the 53 tomorrow. Matt Landers, another guy that a lot of fans have really attached to. Uh, the undrafted free agent rookie, size, speed freak out of Arkansas. 
Could see him back on the practice squad as well. Offensive line, these are the nine, pretty much all through camp. And on every 53-man roster projection we've had, uh, then I think these are the nine. Charles Cross, Damian Lewis, Evan Brown, Phil Haynes, Abe Lucas. And then the backups, Stone Forsyth, Olu Oluwatimi, Anthony Bradford, and Jake Curran. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On defense, I'm going to come back to the defensive line. Outside linebacker, really no surprises here. Nwosu, Mafe, Taylor, Hall, Smith. Daryl Taylor is a guy that we will get some clarity on in the next 24 hours. He's missed the entire preseason with a shoulder injury. Is it significant enough that he's going to need to miss four games? We'll find out tomorrow. If so, then preseason phenom undrafted rookie Levi Bell would appear to be the first guy that they would have back. He was cut today. And then Tyreek Smith, who Brian Nemhauser said on the show the other day, he thought was a bubble guy that he didn't have on his 53. Does indeed make the roster, at least for now. Inside linebacker, there were some questions here. Now that it looks like Jordan Brooks is going to be ready to go, according to Pete Carroll, week one, that kind of changes things. Bobby Wagner, Devin Bush, Nick Ballore listed as a linebacker again, even though he's just a special teams guy. And John Radigan, who had a really nice preseason and really kind of elevated his game and, and, and looked better week to week. Beating out Patrick O'Connell, the undrafted free agent out of Montana, who I would look to see back in the practice squad as well. And then we'll see what happens with Ben Burkhurf. And he was cut today. The Seahawks love him. What a great feel-good story that he was able to come back, be healthy and play, and look pretty good this preseason coming off that severe knee injury with nerve damage of a couple of years ago. And Vi Jones is another one that, that I'm a, you want to talk about surprises. This, this could be one of them. Team was very high on him, had a great OTA and mini camp season. And then he got hurt. I kind of thought he would make this version of the roster and then be placed on IR or placed on season ending IR. Uh, they have to think that he's going to make it through waivers, though, and maybe they just feel like they'll be able to put him in the practice squad and get him healthy there. So for now, John Radigan makes the team. Corner, again, no real surprises. Reek Wollen, Devin Witherspoon, Mike Jackson, Trey Brown, Kobe Bryant, still listed as a corner even though he's transitioning to a safety and can now play all five spots. And Artie Burns, who really had an outstanding preseason and especially looked good against the Packers a veteran who also can play all three cornerback slots. Safety, Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, Julian Love, Jarek Reed second. Now, this is one that was, I think, if you can make a team with one preseason performance, then maybe Jarek Reed did that. Struggled at times against the Vikings and the Cowboys, would make a play and then miss a couple of tackles. It was all over the field against the Packers, sideline to sideline. Had a tackle for loss, had a pass breakup. The six-round draft pick out of New Mexico makes this roster. Don't see any real changes there. Jonathan Sutherland was a guy, undrafted free agent at Penn State, that a lot of people had making the roster. Was getting first-team reps at the end of OTAs. Was getting some first-team run 
in preseason games without the starters all playing. Turns out he has a calf injury. And so uh, we'll see what happens with Sutherland. But uh, Blunt, Okada, and Sutherland all released. Blunt will revert to IR if he passes through. Now, defensive line. Draymond Jones, Jaron Reed, Mario Edwards Jr. The starters didn't see very much at all of those guys in the preseason. And then that second line. Miles Adams, healthy all preseason, looked really good. But Cameron Young and Mike Morris, the two draft picks this year, injured all through preseason. Haven't seen any of Cam Young, haven't seen any of Morris since the Minnesota game. They cleaned up what Pete Carroll termed an old shoulder issue. No indication of how serious that is, but we'll find out. And this is an area where kind of thought we'd see something today. And I take it as good news that we didn't. The fact that they didn't go out and make a trade for a defensive lineman. Maybe there were no trades to be made. But we'll find out tomorrow. If Mike Morris has to be placed on the on the injured list or Cam Young, they're going to be looking for bodies there. And it it they might be looking for more than what they saw out of Matthew Gotell, Jacob Sykes, Roderick Perry, who were released today, and would be obvious practice squad candidates, because they all showed something. Not a lot of big names cut today as I scour the waiver wire and try to find um try to find guys that might be able to help. Um, Danny Shelton, released by the Kansas City Chiefs, he's kind of become a journeyman. He's sort of the guy that that fits that mold of the big old-school, traditional Al Woods-type nose tackle, 330 pounds. He's a local kid, went to Auburn High School, my alma mater. Um, I'm not so sure he's what the Seahawks are looking for now in the way that they intend to play with that defensive line. When we had Matty Brown, when we had Griffin Sturgeon on here talking about how they're, they're going to be more attacking, penetrating more instead of two-gapping, trying to eat up blockers. So I don't know if Danny Shelton fits, except as a guy, just as an obvious run stuffer, because he gives you no pass rush upside. There were a couple of guys, a couple of names that stood out because they stood out to me in their respective draft processes as I was looking at prospects for the, for the Seahawks. One in particular, in 2020, Marlon Davidson coming out of Auburn. And I wasn't the only one. He's an interior defensive lineman that was mocked extensively that year to the Seahawks. Went to the Atlanta Falcons in the second round, was released today. Don't know how well he played this preseason. Don't know if he's healthy. He had a knee injury his second year in the league, um, but it was just a scope procedure. Nothing uh, too major. Um, not sure about a guy like that, but that's someone I liked coming out in the draft class. And then the one name <laughs> that I don't believe is going to make it through waivers at all and get back to the Chargers, undrafted rookie Jared Clark, if that name rings a bell. Probably saw him in a lot of mock drafts as a late-round pick from Seahawks mock draft addicts like me. 340-pounder out of Coastal Carolina, small school kid, went to the Senior Bowl, looked good against the best seniors in the country. Flashed in the preseason for the Chargers. He is a guy that at that size can eat up blocks, but he can, he's can he got some pass rush upside. Uh, go to my Twitter, at Seahawks Forever, and I reposted, retweeted some video clips of him at the Senior Bowl and for the Chargers. 
Really impressive rookie surprise. The Chargers didn't find a way to keep him on their initial 53. Would love to see the C. And I think that's the kind of guy that they're, they would be targeting for upgrades. Young guys with some upside, some potential future upside. I don't think they're hunting like they used to for veteran stopgaps. Tony McDaniel, Al Woods, guys like that to plug in. I think if they're... If they don't take a big swing at someone more significant, I think they would just, if Morris or Young has to be IR'd, I think a Gotell or a Sykes uh, would come back up. Another guy, um, so two remain on the pup list, Brian Monet. And we have absolutely zero clarity on how significant his injury is and how, if any, uh, the Seahawks view his timeline this year. Um, but Austin Fialu is another guy that injured his knee early in the preseason, played for the Seattle Dragons last year, the Sea Dragons in the XFL, former Oregon player. The team was really high on through OTAs. Bob Condota talked about him when he was on the show last month. Uh, they liked him enough to uh, keep him on the pup list, so he has to miss a minimum now of four games, as does Monet. Um. And that's it. Teams can, again, uh, teams can IR guys and start re-signing players once they pass through waivers tomorrow, and that's when they can sign them to the practice squad. Right? 16-player practice squad. Uh, I think six of those now with the new rules can be veterans, guys that have been in the league for any length of time. Ten of them have to have been in the league, uh, I think, less than four years. And so that will happen tomorrow. Um Hoping to get the opportunity to come on with you tomorrow as well. Uh, do a little more extensive recap of the roster as we see it finalized and also once we start to understand what's happening with that practice squad. That's it for now. Kind of thought we'd see more of a newsworthy, kind of shocking move or two today. We did not. Um, but maybe we will tomorrow. I'll be back. Until then. Follow me on Twitter at Seahawks Forever. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button forever and always. Go Hawks.